sit back and relax while you listen to Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-host Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world of miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we are going to get back into and continuing through our uh, deep dive through the special characters for Horse Heresy. In particular, we are ranking them. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see our rankings. Otherwise, I'll talk through what it is once we actually officially get started. I remember this topic was actually requested by one of our patrons to kind of go back through. And now that we have more experience with the game and everything like that, we figured it was a good time to go back and take a look at all these special characters that maybe you are running or maybe not. I know, especially in Heresy, there's sort of a almost a moratorium sometimes on special characters. And we want to talk about where that's maybe appropriate and where you should just bring it because you have fun with it anyway. Um, for other things from us, uh, I've been putting out some Conquest stuff. I was just at a convention and things like that, so I'm going to record some stuff about that pretty soon. I uh, just have to see exactly what day I have in my schedule. Um, we, I'm currently editing uh, one of our Imperialis Battle Reports. You should have that by the end of this week. The other one will probably be at some point next week. And that might be all the main things that I know that we're doing right now. You will see some other stuff. Um, all right. Otherwise, on to the show. All right, gentlemen, how are you on this uh, latish Wednesday? Because uh, Steve had to play a game that I didn't know actually people go and play, like anywhere. But apparently you did. Warcry is a fantastic game, and it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame that more people don't play. It's actually great. It's quick and it's punchy. It's not perfectly balanced, but the games are so quick that even if you play a game that feels bad, it took maybe 30 to 45 minutes of your life. And then you move on. It's great. It is a pretty fun game. Like, in and of itself, it is a pretty fun game. Never tried it? No, almost nothing. I know the basic idea, but I didn't look at it any more than that. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure it's fine, but i got got plenty of other, other games. Actually, when I was at the convention this weekend, I tried out, because they had it there, and I figured, why not? I tried out uh, the Fallout miniatures game. Ooh. How was I it? I never knew before. Um, if, so it's, it's interesting. It's almost, it's it, one, it's very themey. So it absolutely fits the theme of fallout fits the world. Everything in it fits that. So like, um, oh, you find a food item. Oh, well, if you don't cook it, it gives you radiation and you know, radiation is essentially damage that you can't heal unless you take something like a rat away to remove it. And then it's healable. Oh, you cooked it. Like you cooked the bloat fly. Okay. Well now you get um life back and you get better defense because that's what it does in the games and all that kind of stuff so fits the theme very well it's sort of a combination it, it almost plays a little bit like cyberpunk does with these sort of bands so oh your weapons are in different bands your movement's a different band your line of sight how far you can see is a different band um the way they do dice is a little bit different so there's a white die let's say i'm going to shoot you okay i have my special thing okay i'm going to shoot you my gun's based off of agility my agility is a five, so it's an adder under system. I'm going to roll a white die that has the numbers that essentially I got on my roll. The numbers, I want to say they go up to nine or ten. Um, there's a couple low numbers. There's like an auto miss, an auto hit. There's a couple other symbols. But essentially, it's like a... I think it's more than a D12. I think it's almost like a D20. I, I didn't actually look at how many sides, but quite a few sides on that. You're So that's an auto roll in. You're going to roll that. But then you also have your weapon. So your weapon might give you a green and a red die. So you'll roll those in. The sorts of things you might see on those dice are like minus numbers. So that way, if you roll the seven, but your dice rolls shows a minus two, seven minus two, your stat now you hit at a five. Your stat was excuse me, a five, so you made it. 
they also might cause more damage. They might go through people's armor and stuff like that. So it's it's sort of this modification system. Uh, overall, I think it's neat. Would it replace any of the games I currently play? No, I play way too many. However, I will say if anyone is a huge Fallout fan, it fits the concepts and what you want out of Fallout very well. And when I put up a video talking about that and some other stuff, I will put up in that some of the video I took of what some of the people scratch built and like they scratch built the whole blimp and everything. So there was tons of stuff. It's just a shame at the event. There really wasn't a lot of terms of miniatures. So it was, it was kind of like, at least on the last day, it was me and another person taking a look at it. So, but otherwise it was good. Bought a cheaper, but expensive croc on all board. So, but that is an absolute great game as well. So, um, all right. Uh, anyone do anything else cool before we get into this? No, nope, just cool painting. <laughs> just painting. That's all I'm doing. And being able to move nice. your back. And being able to Ooh. move my back, yeah. And recovering very well. That's really cool. Being able to, like, you know, function. <laughs> Not like falling apart function. anymore. You get yeah, to play games when you function. That's true. Well, you were at the store last week. You'll be at the store this week. So it is exactly. working out for you. All right, um, well, might as well get started with all this. So just as before, I don't know exactly how far we're going to get to. We're going to see as we go through it, um, especially because, like I said, we are starting a bit late, but that's fine. I mean, some of these longer episodes, when we're doing two some hours, honestly, it gets it gets tough. So the hope is to at least get through a, about as many characters as we did last time, but sometimes it depends on how long we want to talk about them. Although Steve hates the Imperial Fist, so he might not want to say very much about them at all, and it goes very quick. Who knows? For anyone who didn't watch our other video, sit back and watch it, then come and watch this one. However, I will go through our overall ranking. So for ranking these guys, we give them fun names, but essentially it's S, A, B, C, and like, you know, F tier or like terrible tier. So... <laughs> For this, the, the highest tier we put down was uh, too much for casual. That means you are absolutely top of line. You are an absolutely great character. That doesn't mean you can't bring them. Like, you absolutely could. But that's, you know, they're, you're not just going to kind of have it show up and not tell anyone about it. That might not go that well. Second tier was to let your opponent know. So this is, you know, sort of that A tier. They're very good. But if your opponent knows about it, like, you, you can plan a little bit. It'll be absolutely fine. Uh, down to B tier is why not for an event? You know, th they'll be fine. There's no concern of it, it being a surprise. It won't be a bad surprise. Uh, down in C tier is that you you love the fluff. Like They're a fun character. They sound good. They're not making their points back. They're not probably worth their points. But you're going to have fun with it. You don't necessarily feel you'll have a bad day. You might not have a great day with them, but you won't necessarily feel like a bad day. And at the bottom is that they need the Emperor's Mercy, that they, they shouldn't have done this. There's some, there's some glaring issue, whatever it may be. No one is there yet. If you're watching, you can see where we have our characters currently, and we will surmise as we go along. But um, we essentially have two in each category other than needs the Emperor's Mercy. No one's fallen there yet. Let's see if anyone does today. Remember, we do have a requirement that uh, at this time, with how many characters we have, the requirement's going to be at minimum three. It might even go more. But with the amount of characters, minimum three per every tier. It might actually be four per. No one... Not everyone can avoid that Emperor's Mercy. But we are going to be starting here with Imperial Fist. Does anyone have a favorite Imperial Fist looking at you, Steve? Do you have one that you love more than the others? Well, there's the one that was uh, 
very ardent follower of Erebus's book. Um, there's that one that was kind of okay, though. Um, Which one was kind of okay? Probably Fafnir. Fafnir is kind of dope. He does go on to found the Executioners, which is pretty dope. But rules-wise, yeah. fuck that guy. So <laughs> I'm going to go with um, the new kid on the block, Garrus. Okay. Uh, Dan, why don't you take the first should have been though? an Iron Warrior. I'll take Alexis, yeah. Yeah. So Alexis Pollux, uh, 185 points, which is actually kind of expensive for these guys. Yeah. Um, he movement seven, so normal. Oh, oh, so he's not in Terminator armor. No, he's already armor. He's just, just thick. Yeah, just thick. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, weapon skill six, ballistic skill four, strength five. That's kind of cool. It's got higher strength. Why is he jacked uh, up? What's no idea, and it's gonna okay. make no sense in a second because he has. I'll just skip to this. He's got a solarite power gauntlet. Before solarite gauntlets used to be times two strength, just AP one. It was an AP one power fist essentially. Now solarite power gauntlets are just strength ten. Yeah, so I think it might just be a holdover from like old. It no, it's because he is just a unit. He is <laughs> he's like, beef. okay. He's just he beef. Is actually canonically. Okay, huge. Oh, he's, he's massive. He is massive. Dude is thick. He's uh the original Crimson Fist. Ah, got it. Well, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Really big hands. Yeah. Let me see here. So he's got three wounds. So he's got he's initiative five, three attack, low number of attacks, leadership ten, two up save. He's got a two up save of four up in one because of iron halo. He's got the strength and AP one sword power gauntlet. It is striking uh, initiative one though. It is unwieldy. Uh, he's got a storm shield, which for Imperial fist does mean it's a three plus native invul. Wait, why does he have an iron halo and a storm shield then? Because you are an HQ character, they give you an invul save I through and uh, through iron halo. That's just, that's what you Okay, got. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, wait a minute. Make- okay. But he's got a three up native. He's got a three up nate. Uh, Iron Halo is four, but Storm Shield beats that with a three plus. He's got some, co- he's got a combi melta. Who cares? Frag grenades, crack grenades. Um, he's Master of Legion. We, okay, so Void Commander, Deep Strike Native. Ooh. Ooh. That's a very good rule. Hammer Blow and Master Technician. So let's look at his Warlord trait. Um, all, after all models are deployed, but before any rolls to seize, the initiative are made. Uh, the controlling player of Alexis Pox may re- redeploy one friendly unit within the limitations of the mission being played. Um, they may play deployed normally to reserves or bring a unit out of reserves, but may not add or re- remove units assigned to deep strike, assault, or deep. Okay, so he can't. Okay, so he can't. He he can take him out of reserve or into reserve, but not um, out of deep strike or flanking assault subterranean. Also, you get another assault phase reaction. Redeploy is pretty good. This is a nice world, world trade. I'm not gonna say it's the best. But redeploy is not bad. Um, Better if you think you're going second. Yes, that is very, very true. Um, Void commander. So uh, the control player may opt to automatically pass or fail. Any pinning test made for Alexis Pollux, any unit he has joined. Why the hell would you fail a pinning test? They probably just want to allow it. It would be weird if they say, like, you you can choose the pass no matter what. Well, there's... that's just weird. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, would, but they want to give you fringe that occasion. I don't know. Um, but any all uh, in addition, all models in the unit that uh, Alex Boxes joins and reserves gains a deep strike. Oh my god! So he just passes out deep strike. Yes. For broad there and the, <laughs> okay. Um, I'll get back to that. 
hammer blow. Um, during any fight, sub phase can make a single attack instead of attacking normally with his three attacks. I think mean, doesn't get any bonuses or anything, but it becomes strength 10 AP1, armor bane, melee, flesh bane, exoshock, six up. Why would you trade three attacks at strength 10 AP1 for maybe the one armor attack bane? at armor bane? Well, because if you're going against like a raider or something like that, you're only actually getting through on a fives otherwise, the two of them. Yeah, but on those three, there's a reasonable chance that you don't get through. You need a five up. It's for flipping over Bane Blades. Yeah. Now you have 2d6. Now on average, you are penning it rather than... It's it's the difference of... 50-50 penning it. No, less than 50-50. One and three. One and three. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a more guarantee that you'll at least get to roll on the table. So to me, it's if I'm going at a raider, I don't know if it's the best trade-off because if you take the other option, you have more chances to get more pens through. But if it's injured and you need like that one wound, do this option, you're much more likely to get through. I'm guessing that's the the sort of idea with that. Okay, I just it seems like the the, the fail painting system. This seems weird, but whatever. But honestly, I don't give a shit about that because he hands deep strike to a unit that the. Automatically, we already know we've talked about ad nauseum. No, no, no we talked about, about you doing that on ad nauseum. No, no, but I'm saying no, we've talked about deep strike as a rule. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like how you're gonna buff this because you'd straight to the top for that. No, no, no. I'm just saying we've talked about how so just for recap, deep strike uh, in this edition, you can assault out a deep strike, you could be up to like one inch away from an enemy. Um, and the first unit will always kind of be in that general area the other units you might roll a one and they can mishap right or not it's not called mishap it's it, uh, it's almost exactly the opposite the first unit actually scatters everyone else comes down off of them unless you roll a one is what i'm saying well, so the first unit will yes. scatter in that area if you and then the other units have a chance to be there or on a roll of a one be 24 inches away but what i'm saying is who gives a damn his unit is going to scatter within that area so he's gonna get close he can charge off of that and he gives whatever unit i could see him like running with um tartaroses with uh solarite gauntlets and fists like a squad of 10 and just here's a big unit of two wounds with three up and vulnerable all the strength 10 although keep in mind that imperial fists already have teleport strike so essentially, right. if you're in Terminator armor for 25 points, you can already do it. Yeah, that that does that makes help this him less... for units that aren't in Terminator style armor. True. Maybe put him in a what you call it a breacher squad. That'd be pretty cool. Or even uh, do Huskarls have Terminator armor? They do. They do. Okay. Or Huskarls like have... you said, uh, Phalanx Warders. Oh, Phalanx Warders would be great. Yeah, yeah, I like that, him. That's your breacher squad. Yeah, no, he's he's in. he's nuts. I I think the deep strike master expedition is nice. Don't get me wrong, hammer blows sweet. Two up, three up is great on him. But honestly, the fact that he hands out deep strike to a unit, that's why he's 185, and I think it's well worth it. I'm going for A or S on him. I'll see what you guys say, but I'm going for A or S. Um, now we are probably A. We already know that Imperial Fists are quite good. They are one of the stronger things in general. So they're already a very good option. All right. um, So we already know that they're very good. We already rank them as very good in general. My, My thought is, does he do so much more for them that they already don't do? That's why I went down to A, by the way. Yeah. Imperial Fists do the deep strike already. 
they already do the deep strike. They already do a lot of strength. It, his weapon, don't get me wrong, it's good, but they already have the weapon. There's nothing... Um, and I guess naturally he has deep strike, so he saves some points on that. So otherwise, I think it would cost him about 20 extra um, if memory serves. Oh, Steve got kicked out of the room. Steve's coming back in. Just realized that now. Um, There he is. He's connected to the audio. But uh, taking a look at it. Yeah, I guess A is fine. I would never put him any higher than that just because not that he's not good. But because what he does, they already do well. So like yeah. he doesn't need they don't need they don't need him as a buff. It's nice to deep strike feeling quarters though. That is that that's yes. why he's A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honest. So so that's probably to me why he gets in the A because one, Phalanx Warders are very, very good. That's a super strong unit. So now you have another option you can do with that very strong unit. And he himself does help them overall. Um I would probably Let me take a look. What, uh, Void Commander? He, no. Uh, okay. So, with Void Commander, he doesn't have to be your Warlord to do it. If he is your Warlord, though, you could put him on the board, think it uh, to be a bad idea, and then take that whole unit out, put them into reserve. Are they allowed to then deep strike? No. I don't think so. So, no, no, so actually, that wouldn't yet. help. So, to me... Maybe I take him, but I don't know if I care about him being my warlord because how are our warlord traits? Do they have better ones? How do these things look? Um, plus one to weapon skill when locked in combat with one or more enemies that are traitor. Um, extra reactions. Word of inwit. Um, all models of friendly warlord joins. I'll make a pass morale or pinning test. They're called upon to make. That's kind of like his, but it's also morale. Architect of Devastation. They can reroll ones as long as the unit is entirely within area terrain that grants cover and fart. Um, not amazing warlord traits otherwise, so maybe he'd be a warlord, but I, I, I don't think he has to be. You could take someone else, but his other abilities don't aren't limited by that, so that's okay. I I'm okay with putting him at A. I'm not hundred percent happy with that, but I'm 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 happy enough with it. Uh what about you, Steve, now that you've returned to us? Uh, I'm talking about Mr. Pollux here. Yeah, we're taking a look at him and deciding whether or not we think he is A. Is he good enough? I mean... He's just a Praetor with a unique gimmick, right? Yeah, Deep Strike. Yes. So that's the... like, you know, I, I'll, I could play him. But he's not really bending the game at all he's not like oh my god that's insane value i mean cool he punches at strength 10 and he isn't kills custodies nice and he passed out deep strike though to phalanx warders i i think to me that's probably what buffs him is the fact that he takes a really good squad and can now give them another option of what they can do yeah i think that's the only reason um I don't, steve do you want to put him lower do you want to put him at b how is he handing out deep strike? I'm sorry, I missed something in like my 10 Oh, it's, it's a special a rule. Void Commander, he gets deep strike and the unit he joins gets deep strike. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Okay, that's what I see it. Does. It's the second half. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty solid. Like we were saying. So he's like a, so he's like a more stable warmonger. Yeah. Crossed with the Praetor. Yes. 
I was saying, so this is an army that can get deep strike anyway. You'd spend an extra 20 on him to be deep strike. But if you're Terminator, you could deep strike. Um, warders, wardens aren't Terminator, so you do give this as a viable option to them. And that's an already very strong unit. So that's why we kind of felt maybe A, because you can take already an amazing unit and now you have more options. But uh, if you believe otherwise, see. I'm listening. I'm fine knocking him down a peg if you want. 20 points for a storm shield. Uh, you know what? I might even knock him down a peg, to be honest. Deep strike, 145. Power fist is like 15 points. He's just. He's Honestly, like, then... you know, he's like 20 points efficient. That's what I see. I'd, you know, I'd knock him down a peg then. Because he's depending on the unit he's bringing. If that makes any sense, I I put him in B then. I put him in B. He's B. I'll, he's not A. He's B. I'll he's give like, him B. I'll even knock. B, I'm he's the one he's a Praetor with an uh, extra cool thing that he does. Yeah, I'll put him B. All right. So why not for an event? You could take him. Um, already, if you're going to event, and you're playing Imperial Fist. You should be careful about the kind of crazy, just dumb things you could do anyway. So I don't think this guy's making you do that much more dumb than you could already do because you could already do some pretty dumb stuff. Dumb, uh, dirty, dumb, dumb. All right. Um, you wanted a Vander, I believe. Yes. yes. Is that who's next? Yeah, it's who's next. Yeah, Vander Gaps. Ah, Lord Castellan Evander Garius. Um, what an imperial fist kind of name. Oh yeah. So yeah, pretty much. All right. So this guy, uh, quick lore uh, snippet because not everyone knows who the hell this guy is. So this is a guy that was tasked by Dorn, who didn't like him very much, to. Go and siege Chthonia because we can't let Horus control his home world. So it's kind of like a psyop campaign, like, ah, Horus will control his own home world. And this guy's like, I'm taking one step further. I'm going to take this populace. I'm going to force anyone that could potentially be a space marine to be raised as an imperial fist. Nice. Um, so he he's uh he's a very iron warrior imperial fist. He's not the noble type of Imperial Fist. He's the pragmatic kind, which is very nice to see. So, rules-wise, 215 points gets you a fancy, fancy cataphracti. Fancy cataphracti. Uh, maybe. So he's got a bog-standard stat line for a cataphracti terminator. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Where about yeah. that toughness 5? Oh, I, how did I miss that? Yeah. yeah he's He's tough. Oh, yeah. That's because he has extensive bionics. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh he's got that bigger toughness. But if he's in a squad, it doesn't really matter. If he's in a challenge, it matters. Eh, okay, toughness five. That's really nice. That's really nice. That actually is a big deal because then you're safer in power fists. Yeah. Yeah. That's already a great start. Um, his war gear is all unique, so we'll get to that in a minute. Special rules, he's Imperial Fist, surprise, surprise, Master Legion, Independent, Relentless, Stubborn, Adamantium will three up, so Psychers need not apply. Bulky two, he is the unfavored son, Loyalist, and has his own fancy Warlord trait. If he's your Warlord, he gets this Warlord trait. Butcher of Larisan. If at the start of any player turn, the opposing player has scored more victory points than... This guy's controlling player. 
then all then this guy and all miles and units joined get rage two. Ah. <laughs> That's great. Furthermore, never imposing players towards victory points by causing unit from the same detachment to be from of this guy's units to be removed as casualties. This guy could roll a d6. If the result of rolls a six, the number of victory points scored is reduced by one to minimum zero. And you get a plus one to the roll if the opposing player has more victory points than you. This is the most meta set of rules I've ever know, seen right? in a game. This is like so game. cool. I like this, though. You would. Uh, we get an extra reaction in the assault phase. Yeah. Okay. So you you get bonuses for being slightly under your opponent. Yeah. I, don't think I, I like that. He's got catch-up mechanics. Yeah. That's kind of neat. We haven't seen that. I'm like smiling because it's actually really cool. I like this better than the White Scars blanket. You can't get victory points for killing infantry. Yeah. From the Hard um, Yeah. This is this is way more interesting. Hard agree. I like this as a mechanic. This it's one is neat. an NPE. The the White Scars one is a negative play experience for you, for your opponent. This one isn't. Like, hey, you're doing well. I get cooler rules. But, like, I'm not stopping you necessarily. Even if I take away a victory point on something, there's not tons of scoring that you do off of destroying units in general. So the other part's probably more important. But Super neat. Like, I really like that. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Wow, some real fist players incentivized to not win on turn one or two. Impressive. Okay, so let's get into these war gear pieces, which are actually, I was looking at them earlier, they're actually really fucking cool. Should spend more time on the warlord trade to understand it better, but <laughs> the war gear is, I love this war gear. So, Subjugator is his relic power gauntlet. Um, it's a power weapon, strength eight, AP one. Melee unwieldy, brutal two, reaping blow one. <laughs> it's basically a thunder hammer, but with reaping blow. Yeah. Which is sick. Instead of concussive. But who can catch that concussive? It's not real. Uh, then we have Incineratus, which is his little um, underslung Volkite gun. Just want to say that I made the underslung Volkite uh, Cataphracti Terminator Praetor like. Five years ago, right? This guy so you did original. it before it was I cool. It for, I did it. I did it before hipster. it was yellow. Yes. What a hipster. <laughs> um. So yeah, Incineratus. It is a Volkite that's been modified. It's got range fifteen, strength five, AP five, assault five, deflagrate, and radphage. Huh. Radphage is kind of useless. Yeah. It, it, when you it, have five strength five shots, though, that's it, not bad. It gets better, though, because then you're like, all right, maybe I will shoot this out of Dreadnought and knock it down to toughness six instead of seven. Yeah, because that makes a difference. Yes, you could maybe get one through on just weight of dice with like a rad missile launcher. You're not getting it through because you're only AP three. It's only one wound you're doing. It don't even bother this guy with five shots. You might actually land it. 
that that with ballista skill five he's going to be hitting on twos like it's much more likely you even just get to hit a lot of those other times your person you're looking at threes or stuff like that like who goes woo right yeah. off the target you have you have five dice on on twos you're going to get a decent amount of dice in you might get something it's a nice to have if mm-hmm. nothing else it's it's another it's a very high shooting volkite yeah mm-hmm. i mean i shoot that at demons oh yeah debuff them or a mechanicum. You got some different yeah. models oh, that have yeah. multi wounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that I just think that's a cool gun. Sideratus. Love it. All right. Uh Titan's Regalia. It it's Cataphractor Terminator armor. And you get fuel pain five up in the fight phase. Which with the toughness five means you're really laughing at those power fists. Garius don't give a fuck. He does not. And finally, I have the unfavored son. Dorn doesn't like him because he actually accomplished things. <laughs> um, so if he cannot be in his attachment, that includes Rogel Dorn. But if he's part of a combat that includes Rogel Dorn as a friendly model, he gains fearless and it will not die. Basically, he's trying to prove himself. Yeah, basically, if you're playing a team game and your teammate has Dorn, it's the only way you could legally have this come up. Um, yeah, you get it will not die in Fearless. Fun flavor, but like, don't worry about that ever. It yeah, never it's happened. literally a team game. Um, so what? What do you think of this guy overall, Steve? Then. Um, I would run the fuck out of him just because he's cool. Okay, who His are you running with? Trait is unique and interesting. Um, the only thing you ever run Imperial Fists with: Thunder Hammer, Storm Shield, Terminators. All right. Uh, oh yeah, because he is heavy as well. Okay, yeah, I just noticed that. Yep. Um, and he at least is stubborn. All right. Uh, I do think it fits there. It does feel a little bit expensive, um, points-wise. I think he has some very good rules for it otherwise. I don't think that's the end of the day. I think you're taking this guy if you like his Warlord trait. If you're taking him and he's not your Warlord, you're doing it wrong. Oh, absolutely. T- take him as your Warlord and laugh your way t- potentially to the proverbial bank. Um. Oh, especially actually with those Terminators, if you start having Rage 2 now. That's a scary thought. Yes. That's a lot of attacks on the charge. Yeah. Yeah, especially because we're still talking Imperial Fist. You you have some different war gear options you can take. What Do they have a... Oh, it's been so long since I looked at some of these. Do they have a special heavier Terminators? Which ones are they? Do they? The Hus or the Huskarls, the Terminators? Huskarls, yes. They Huskarls are, are an H- uh, HQ Slash Retinue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, squad, that includes one of my... Yeah, okay, so they could be his Retinue. Yep. Okay, that's what I was looking. Yeah, that's why I figured... Okay. Uh, they have think power weapons. buy them Deep shoots. Strike if... I think you just could see them Deep Strike, right? It's been a they have Deep Strike, naturally. Yeah, okay. And if they're his retinue, that means the unit has deep strike, and so he could deep strike. 
Yes. That sound right? Um, you know, that's a really good question. And I think so, but I don't know. We can't buy upgrades for named characters. Named oh, characters. yeah. All right. So we we had it paused because we thought we knew the answer. And then I unpaused it. This is an army where normally you can buy um, Deep Strike, but you can't buy stuff like that on named characters. So can they actually do it? I don't know. With Deep Strike, it does, at least it doesn't normally confer, but does it confer in special cases like this? Universal special rules. Deep strike. I'm going to err on the side of caution and say no on this one. <laughs> uh, and a unit made up entirely of models with the deep strike special rule. Okay, so it would yeah. not get the deep strike. The only way would be if the rule of retinue said you you share all your rules no matter what, but that it doesn't say anything like that. So it no. does not. Uh See, so you can do it, but then they lose their deep strike ability. Much less fun. Uh, they should just give him deep strike. He's fine if he had deep strike. He'd be more fun. But it's not fluffy for what he did. No, but or at least give him the ability to buy it because this is a faction where that's yeah. a thing that anyone can, or just if you're in Terminator style armor, but any of them can buy. Oh, I guess that's the other thing. He's technically not. Uh, well, it's the actual armor. Yeah, it's, it's not. not Terminator law. No. It's just independent characters. Well, oh, yes. So, independent characters or Terminators. Correct. So you don't have to be a Terminator. Armor. So then he can buy it. No, but he's, he's a special he, character. He's he can't named. buy War Gear. Uh, yeah, he has wait, a name. Where does it say that? The, the, it's part of the core rules of the yeah, game. Yeah, that, that's a oh, rule okay. of the game. If, you, if, you're an, if you're a unique character, you can't buy War Gear if it doesn't say so on you. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um,. I think you should be able to. So, all right. So, what do you what do you think about this guy? Where do you want to put him then? Because I'm a lot less happy now. Two hundred fifteen points. I mean, okay. Toughness five characters are not common for Marines. No. But at the same time, toughness five also doesn't save you from uh, from strength ten plus. Which is also not common. <laughs> I would say he is at a bare minimum playable. He's definitely, I think, fun to use. Yes. And I don't think his rules are oppressive. No, not at all. The only thing I'm not sure of is, is he good for points or bad for points? But the other boxes say like he's not like, oh, yo, you got to tell your opponent. He's yeah. not like that for sure. And I don't think he's like, oh, I mean, you take him because you like him. No, like, I think he's playable. So that's like upper B, lower A. No, A is still you have to, you should tell. So B. Yeah. B. yeah. We look at A as, you know, the idea of, you know, quite good and, you know, could be something that can be potentially a bit oppressive. Not always, but it could be. You know, S tier is it's gonna it's gonna feel oppressive, and you better make sure everyone's aware of what it does, what they do, and everything like that. So you're thinking more of that B sort of. You bring them to an event. I, I don't know this guy would be fun for an event because uh, oh, you're outscoring me. Uh, here, here's my catch up mechanic. I'm gonna and most hurt, events I'm gonna hurt do you better. Did most events do progressive scoring too? So this guy would be hella fun. 
Because again, it's not like the uh, white scars where it's like you don't or, get scored. Or give your <laughs> opponent first blood if that's in play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing progressive scoring, get, try to bait them into taking out something to start with. Start with a tiny unit of something. One. Just shove a rhino in front of them. Like, hey, blow this up, please. Although it's funny, if you rolled that six, they might not score any points then. Yeah. And then the other part doesn't come into play. Oh. It still most likely would. Um, that's actually, yeah, that's the one spot where you score off of killing units is usually the idea of first blood is often or end of the game when you're looking at who's left alive kind of thing. So uh, I'm fine in that middle level. I think that's fine. He's fun. He, he is, he's, he's good. He's not going to break anything. His weapons are going to help him get by, but nothing over the top. So yeah, no, I think that's fine for him. All right. Uh, why don't we move along to Fafnir Ren? Oh, yes, that's right. I thought it was Sigma's in the Okay. I heard oh, a weird sound. I didn't know what you were doing there. It's Fafnir. It's Fafnir. All right. I know. I'm the, I'm the one who has the order of it anyway. <laughs> it's whatever I say the order is. So, for Fafnir Ren, this guy's a bit cheaper now. He's the cheapest one, I think, that we looked at for the moment so far today. 175 points for this guy. Um, so he's move seven because he's an artificer armor. He's not a terminator or anything like that. He's weapon skill six. He's shooting on five. Uh, strength and toughness and attacks all sitting at fours. He's got three wounds because he's not in a terminator armor. Initiative five. So he's only a tiny, tiny bit faster with his 10 leadership to up safe. Um, he is heavy. Uh, he has a bolt pistol, frag and crack grenades. He has his iron halo. So he's uh, essentially two up, four up because he got the artificer armor. He's got a boarding shield and um, some special weapons. To me, he is a shield master, actually Houston's tax. He has Hammer Wrath 1, which is the part that matters in terms of non-special named things. And he does have a Warlord trait. For his Warlord trait, Fafnirran and all the models in any Legion Breacher squads or Phalanx Warder squads in the same detachment get plus one to the weapon skill for the duration of any assault phase in which they successfully charge an enemy unit. That is super, super, super amazing. Uh, in addition... You get an extra reaction in the assault phase. That is good. Uh, again, of course, while he's alive. That's actually really strong in something like this because you're wanting to charge, but if you don't get them, now you are getting to shoot in with multiple things or denying their charge bonuses potentially and all of that. Uh, Phalanx Warder's weapon skill is four. Same thing with Breachers. So pushing those units to fives when they charge means now you're generally if we think about uh, let's assume you aren't going at something super elite generally that means you're going to be hitting on threes and they're hitting on fives unless they were already five now you're at least hitting on fours and they're not hitting you even better than they did before so actually i really rate his uh his warlord his warlord trait yeah his warlord trait is probably the strongest that we've looked at so far the last one was more fun but in terms of what it's going to do this one's going to do you a lot of good if you put him you know Okay, he doesn't have to be in any of those squads, but it makes sense he is. He is essentially one of those. That's why he's a boarding shield and all that. But if he's leading one of those squads, now you have this unit running in at um, weapon skill five. Does he have a boarding shield, though? He, You'll see in this book. He does. Oh, no, I, I know. know. There's yes. a special right here. Yeah. He flips, yeah. But, hey, you know, you, sometimes you throw it on your back. I saw I saw Troy. That's what, uh, that's, what, <laughs> uh, that's what Brad Pitt did with his shield. They carved up a whole bunch of Trojans. Um, executioner's tax when an enemy unit makes a successful charge that places one or more enemy miles in base contact with him 
or any model in his unit, the enemy suffers D3 plus 3 strength 5 AP dash hits. These attacks hit automatically and resolve during the fight sub sub sorry fight sub step at initiative 10. Um, no extra pile in at that. No extra rules that him or anyone else has. They are inflicted by the special rule are allocated as normal for attacks made in the assault phase. Uh, okay, it's one or more um, that plays one or more enemy models in there. So no matter, essentially, if someone charges his unit, they're taking D3 plus 3 strength 5 AP dash hits that hit automatically. Um, that's not necessarily a deterrent if you're looking at Terminators, but if you're not a Terminator, if you're someone on a 3-up armor save, you're let's assume you're a Space Marine for a second, so you're getting wounded on 3s, you have 4 to 6 of these, you absolutely could lose a couple 1-wound models, and that could be something that you need to think about. So, I Assault Phase Reaction shot you coming in, maybe took down a couple people, then you made it into me, I potentially took down a few more people, now I'm a lot less worried about trying to win this combat with a unit that maybe wasn't before, or maybe was going to struggle a bit. Especially when we talk about breachers and stuff like that, they're more of in terms of survivability, not necessarily offensive output for some of these things. Uh, Shieldmaster, when he's locked in, when um, Fafnir Rand is locked in combat, and his controlling player has chose to use the single axe profile for the headsman and the huntsman in the phase. We'll talk about that in a moment. All hits inflicted by enemy models and allocated to him must reduce their strength by one. So essentially, if he's using his shield kind of idea. Um, so strength minus one. When using the twinned axe profile for the weapon, you get no special benefit. He does not count as having a boarding shield for any rules that would grant him a benefit for having one. And he ignores the usual results for using a weapon with two-hand special rule while also having a boarding shield. Oh, sorry. And he may ignore the usual restriction for using a weapon with a two-handed special rule while also having a boarding shield until the end of the assault phase. I'm guessing the normal rule is that you cannot. Yes. Yeah. You cannot. That's why I figured. That's why I thought it was, but I wanted to be sure. I don't run things with boarding shields. So when we look at his weapon, all this really means is you may pick the weapon to use as one or two. So essentially you have access, either one or two. If you're using one, you get your boarding shield and they're at minus one strength at their swings. If you use both of them you can no boarding shield but you're allowed to use both of them normally you wouldn't um good for him to give him options and viability here um for him these uh close combat weapons headmans and the the, the head headsman and the huntman um they're single weapon with two profiles one when used in one axe with a shield and then when he uses both axes at one time you choose which profile to use um, if it's a single axe, it's plus two strength AP two. It's melee shield master, uh, specialist weapon and master crafted. Shield master means that um, that's the reduce the strength by minus one when they when enemies come at you. So you are hitting at your initiative. You are strength six AP two rerolling one of them, or twin axe. Strength plus one, so only strength five now, AP2 still. You get Rampage 2, though, two-handed and Mastercrafted. So you get Rampage, but less strength. Um, Oh, but you have Rampage, so you have that as well. So yeah, you have that. Yeah, exactly, you have that to balance it off. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Overall, depending on what he's going into, I honestly 
prefer his one-handed use because then you have a shield, then you're getting minus strength, especially if he's getting into a challenge. So you are lowering because it's you are lowering their strength by one. So if they are going to swing at you with a strength A weapon, now strength seven, you are no longer getting doubled out. So it really improves the survivability quite a bit. And the single axe swing is still really good. Strength six AP two and you're re-rolling one of them. That's still very, very good. He was through four attacks. Yeah, four attacks. If you get four the attacks, charge yeah. five attacks, um, you could put him in a breacher squad. Phalanx Warders isn't a bad idea. There, shield wall uh, models in this unit with boarding shields, which he would have. They're in base combat with two other models with boarding shields that aren't falling back or pinned. May add one to their vulnerable save. Um, so. Uh, independent characters that join them also benefit from this rule as long as they have at least three models with the shield wall special rule. So he can absolutely go into Phalanx Warders and have their special rules. So all, everyone's invul save is better. If you get the charge, great. Your weapon skills one better. Everyone's hitting better. If you don't, you're pretty good survivable. When they hit you, they're going to take three plus D3 strength five hits. So um, I absolutely think this guy is really, really good. He's, he's cheaper than some of these other ones. He does quite a bit for you. His Warlord trade is great. If you're running that type of list, you do have to run that type of list. Um, Executioner's uh, Tax is really good. Shieldmaster makes him really good. I really like this guy. Anyone going to tell me he's bad? No. He, 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 he's plastic no, as well. No, but playing him makes you bad. What, yeah. Now, why is that? Did you not just read all the rules he gives to Phalanx Warriors, which are already disgusting? Yeah, oh, if you run him in okay. Stone Gauntlet. Okay, if you mean yeah. that, yes. Oh, I agree. He, he, he if you takes run him in Stone Gauntlet, 110% tell your opponent a month before so they could paint a new unit to try and deal with it. They won't, but they could try. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the Stone Gauntlet Phalanx Warriors with him is an actual menace to society. It was really funny though when it fights against the Fury of the Ancients list and the Dronaut goes and it hits a guy and he's like, All right, take three invul saves. And the guy's like, Bet, I'm take three invul saves. And I'm going to re roll my invul saves. Oh, I forgot that they do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With a that... plus one because they're shield walled. Uh... How many four up re rolls can you pass per model? Essentially, oh, and, and I just swing noticed... back with axes. I'm sure they need sixes to hurt you, but it's AP two. And so they also have lockstep as wardens. So if you charge, you get plus one from him. If you are charged, you get plus one from lockstep to uh -huh. weapon skill. Yep. So essentially, you're now always weapon skill five. Yep. What what gives them the reroll on it? A uh, stone gauntlet. That's the right of war. Okay, so it's the special right of war that does it. Got it. Okay, I'm going to assume you at least have one single friend left in the world and you're not taking Stone Gauntlet. <laughs> Listen, Stone Gauntlet is fine if you're running basic generic breacher squads. Yes. It's fine. But the thing is, you're not going to do that when, if you're running Pollux. We all know uh, you're not going to. Around. You're just, you're, you're, sorry, yeah, if after you're around. You, you say you're going to, but we all know you're not going to. You're not wrong. Um, so do we want to put him in that A? You should let your opponent know, especially like maybe yes. there's a little little asterisk yeah. there, the caveat that um like he's A, unless you're running Stone Gauntlet, then he's an S. 
That's how I would say it. I would say if you're not running Stone Gauntlet, it's probably okay. Or or if you're running if you're not running Stone Gauntlet and you're only running one squad of Phalanx Warders, you're probably okay. If you're using this guy to maximize because you love people with shields, then he might be a little bit over the top. Or might be a lot over the top, depending on what you bring. So no, I'm I agree. Let your opponent know, put him at that A tier. He is super strong, especially if you're gonna take some of that, some of that super, super strong right of war. Um, that itself will absolutely be a negative play experience if your opponent is not expecting you to just oh, yeah. like be rolling re-rolling all your invuls. Oh god. On these guys. And being weapon skill five, no matter what happens. And you charge me not only my weapon skill five, but you get auto hits in as well. And I shot you coming in and you're just having a bad day. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Um, so Please I'm tell take... me what part of that entire process is fun for anyone besides the Imperial Fist. To me, it's not as even fun for that. So me as a player, um, I am strongly in the camp that if my opponent is having no fun. Now, if they're having no fun because they're a salty jerk, that's another thing. But if they're not having fun because what my list can do to you is oppressive. That's not fun for me. Now, if you rolled bad dice and I rolled good dice, I had a game like that the other day. My dice were just going really great. That happens. Like, you can't do anything about that. But if, like, if we're on equal footing and I'm just stomping you into the ground, that shouldn't be fun. Mm -hmm. um, There's no drama to it. All right. So who would like to explain why Sigismund is going straight up to too much for casual? Oh, I got this one. I'm just going to put so, him right there. Yeah. Sigismund. Two, two words. Third, a turtle warrior. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So or, he's 230. You could also choose Death's Champion. Yeah, Death's Champion. Just a lot of stuff. So he's 230. He's weapon skill 7, ballista skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, 4 wounds. Even though he's not a turning armor. Initiative 5, 4 attacks, leadership 10, 2 up save. Um, He's got an iron hailer, 4 up save, the black sword, we'll talk about that. Mousecrafted bolt pistol, who gives a damn. Dragon crack grenades. He's got a whole slew of special rules, but the most important ones are you got your fearless. You have your Eternal Warrior, you have Adamantium Will 3-Up, Dolores Fighter, Death Champion, Precision Strikes 3-Up, and Slayer of Kings. So let's go with Warlord Trait, which is Slayer of Kings. Uh, just real quick, you get an extra movement phase reaction, just throw that out there. Um, if Sigismund is the army's Warlord and slays the enemy Warlord in the challenge, you get plus one victory point, in addition to get any mission objectives. And all units in the same army as Sigismund that include at least one model with the Legion of Stardust and Pearl Special Room may add plus one to the total number of wounds caused in each combat, for the purpose of determining the salt phase reactions. Um, this does not stack with any other rules that increase the salt result, though. So if you have a um banner. Banner. This doesn't yeah. want to stack. Um okay. It I mean th that's not why you're taking him. Yeah, that's not why way. you're taking him, but it's still a victory point. So and victory he, point's he a victory will, point. Uh, unless the other person's warlord is a Primarch, he's probably going to take them down. Yeah. Or or a if he gets to them. Or no, because he got Kalibula. So it, ha it would have to be either your a warlord has to be Eternal Warrior or a Tribune from the Custodians. Those are really the only two so, things that can so go against Sigismund. Primarchs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because you're not getting Eternal Warrior otherwise, really. So you're a Primarch. Yeah. And even uh, then, that's, he outshines oh. some of those Primarchs. Yeah, no, he's he's really good. Yeah, uh, Death's Champion. So basically, any unit he joins gets plus two to all charge distances and sweeping advanced rolls made for the unit. Uh, in addition, um, he may take Templar Brethren as troop choices, which is so cool. Um, I but plus two to once. charge. It was rough. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, <laughs> scratch my head. It's rough. It's a it's a rough unit. Uh, but they also get plus two to charge and sweeping, which is also rough. 
Um, Dolores Fighter, or Dolores Fighter, sorry. When a challenge is issued in any combat, Sigismund must always accept the challenge. Um, and if the opposing player does not issue a challenge, then you must do so, and you have to nominate Sigismund for the challenge. Yep. But when he's in a challenge, successful and vulnerable saves against Sigismunds must be re-rolled, which is fan freaking tastic. So you are always always be challenging, right? ABC, always be challenging. And if you are in that challenge, if your opponent had invulnerable saves, they're re-rolling them. Now you might be saying, okay, who cares? They're re-rolling invulnerable saves. What's he going to do, a wound or two? Let's talk about his black sword. His black sword is plus two strength, so he's swinging at strength six. AP two, so you don't get really an armor save. Melee two-handed, master crafted, so you get a real hand, and instant death. Ooh. So in a challenge, this dude is hitting you with four attacks, five of the charged, which he most likely will because he gets plus two. So let's say five. He gets five attacks on the charge, right? He's hitting you most likely on threes because he's weapon skill seven, right? And he picks who he wants to hit. Well, no, if he's not in a challenge, he just goes. Well, I'm just saying in one. the challenge for now, because I'm going to use the re-rolls. Um, so he's going to get a Praetor, right? Let's say a two, super tooled up Praetor with a four up and vulnerable. So he's hitting you five times, right? He's going to hit you. He's going to hit you three and a half times, right? Yeah, a little more there. than three and a half. Three and a half. Although he gets to re-roll, so let's say four. He gets one re-roll, so let's say four. I'm going to round it up with four. So he hits you four times out of the five, right? He's going to wound you on twos. So that's going to be, let's say, three wounds. Any one of those wounds get through, you are dead. Yep. And you and have you a four up save. That's, yeah, you have a four. Yeah. So you're having to roll six four ups to survive. Yep. This is, he's a monster. He's an actual monster. And he could take troop choices, uh, Templar Brethren is troop choices. As, as a quick reminder, who the hell Templar Brethren are. Templar Brethren are weapon skill five, two wounds, two up save, um, furious charge one, which makes him strike five on the charge. But the big thing with Templar Brethren is that they could take special, a lot of special options. Um, so like they can take power swords or they can take power fists. They can take thunder hammer. Uh, the champion can take thunder hammers. Um, Oh, you could, yeah. Anyway, point is, it's 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 yeah. it's a it's a rough. Yeah. It's a rough. The big thing with them is the fact that you are weapon skill five two one artifice or armor. Yeah, you don't have an invul save, but at that weapon skill five means if someone's in combat with you, you're actually really good at surviving. Also, keep in mind their uh, advanced reaction is: you got within ten inches of me, I come at you. Yes, uh, I actually in the game I played. This was a very very early game. Uh, when the game had just been reasonably new, I did do a move and didn't realize how close I got and got charged by Templar Brothers with him in the front. And I'm like, all right, well, there goes that whole squad. And then he was able to use that to leapfrog on his turn into my next squad and all. And I lost most of what I had. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that has to be said about this guy. He's the absolute he, top. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. He's the duelist. He is the duelist. Yep. And he absolutely can kill some Primarchs. Um, oh, yes. Who was who the shit Primarch? It was Erebus, right? Erebus was the, uh, the Erebus shittier one. A Primarch. Not Erebus. Um, Lorgar, honestly, overall wasn't Lurgar. that bad. There's, Lurgar has Primarchs, brutal, there's, at least. He has a good shot at about half of the Primarchs. Yeah. The Primarchs the re -roll better than him are the ones that better weapon skill. Yep. 
Um, or, you know, or people who dish out ton potentially tons of wounds like, um, like Ferris Manus because of his brutal and stuff like that. Like, yeah, this guy's eternal warrior, but if I just make you take enough saves, you'll fail them sooner or later. But if any of those Primarchs don't beat him in weapon skill, he absolutely has a good shot yeah, he or a reasonable shot at taking them down. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, his instant death doesn't work, but theirs doesn't either. So yeah, no, this guy's super, super <laughs> good. Um, but he's absolutely the top tier. Um, anything you want to say about him, Steve, as your uh, ever eternal love just, of this just army? Something else to keep in mind is like, you could use an apothecary with him. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. warrior. Like, oh, he shot a, you know. So destroyer weapons will still actually will not kill them. They're D3. No. They're D3. Ooh. It's uh, okay. I need to do a dive into this at some point, but you might not get feel no pain against things that would normally cause instant death because it gains the instant death rule, but you wouldn't get the instant death effect on him. So, so, the, it, so the question is, does Eternal Warrior allow you to take things versus instant death? So, no, yeah. I can answer this. I can actually answer this because Eternal Warrior doesn't say that you're not immune to instant death. It says anything that takes you down to zero wounds is now reduced to one wound. Yeah. So it does not, not mean you are immune to instant death. It says anything that will take you down to zero wounds immediately is now down to one wound. Yeah. If a model, the reason this, I know this, if a model yep, with oh. a special rule suffers an unsaved wound from an attack that inflicts instant death, yep. it only reduces wound by one instead instead of automatically reducing to zero. So no, you would not get the feel no pain. The reason okay. I know this is because of demons. Yeah, you can get you can take a, de a demon sovereign that is a feel no pain. Like the demon sovereigns can have feel no pain, and they have like the foe eternal warrior, but mm -hmm. it's it's it doesn't work um, if you hit him with instant death because. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just wanted to point that out. No, that that is a good thing to point out, though. That was literally the reason. It was demons. It wasn't even loyalists or anything. It was literally the demons that showed me this. You should you shouldn't be looking into demons to show you things. That just sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Hello, right. Inquisitor. This listen, comment? it's so listen. It's okay because demon number one fanboy, Mister Lorgar, wrote the book. That Sigismund loves so much. I know that's oh the irony. He sleeps with the book. He holds it close. He's like, "I love you. I love you, book. The Emperor's God. Like Titio Divinatus, you're my best friend. <laughs> my Primarch doesn't like me anymore. I also will not spoil the love third me. book. No, I will not spoil no the third. Yeah, exactly. so, spoil so say books. nothing and saying yeah. that you're not going to spoil something itself is a level of a spoiler because that mm. means you are calling out that there's something related to that. I'm yes. going to spoil book one of the heresy. <laughs> Sigismund has like no personality outside. I want to fight. I want to crusade. There's the nothing to the man. Beyond Stupid that. side question. You who's have the that who's like, ass? I want to retire and I want to go to my vineyards. You have Gulliman who's like, I want to be a farmer. And Sigismund's like, I want to fight people. Um, who beat Sigismund's ass? I'm trying to remember. Boris. No. Was it, no, there was a normal character that I think beat Lucius? Was it Lucius? I can't remember. I, now it's going to drive me up the wall. I don't recall I, that. I feel like there was a character that beat his ass. Abaddon. Uh, next, probably. I don't even know. Yeah. Um. I feel like anyway. Lucius like, 
got jealous of how good he was. I think they had that fight that's like, on, early that's on, on in, a, in the sparring cage, and he was better. And Lucius was very upset by that. This is before Slanesh. She's like, I don't like that's, how he beat me. That's that's on brand with Lucius, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. All right, maybe well, Logan was close. Yeah, possibly. All right, that will take us to Blood Angels. They are the next ones in order. Remember, for right now, we're just going through Loyalists. We'll go through the other side, but it's just what I had already put together. And we're sticking with whatever's what's easiest for me. Um, does anyone have a favorite Blood Angel that is here? Nah. Of course you don't. How uncivilized. You'd be surprised, actually, because they're Korn's they're favorite buddies. But yeah, I don't know them enough to have a favorite. Right. Actually, Raldor is the... I, well, well, I can't say that either. Damn it! <laughs> I think the plastic one, because he's a nice... He's cool. I mean, the model's totally wrong based on the books, but, you know, he does cool stuff. And the, oh, and the pose. Make it interesting, yeah. yeah. And and the pose. All right. Talk dead. Yeah. I'll start with uh, Judicier uh, Astrochrone, then. So, uh, for this particular character, this is one of the characters that is out of the Legacies document. So, you do have to look there for this one. All right, he is 155 points. He is a move seven, weapon skill, blister skill five. He's, of course, strength, toughness four. He's got three wounds because he's just an artificer type armor. He's initiative five with three attacks. Leadership nine, he's on a two-up save. He has two hand flamers. Um, He has a special axe. He is artificer slash iron halo as well. Frank crack grenades. He also carries rad grenades, which is always good. Although he has bitter duty, so he's going to limit... Um, some options actually no wait it's the other way bitter duty independent characters can join no 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 i think you're right so bitter <laughs> duty yeah characters can join squads that don't have it no. okay wait. so him with bitter duty he could join someone who isn't correct okay but if your squad so is bitter like, duty, hello your character tactical has to have it marines join. correct yeah. Okay. I I knew they had um talked through that and also I just wanted to be sure of that. Uh, he has scout, makes sense for a blood angel, counterattack one. He's of course a ghost, virtue of judgment we'll talk about his bitter duty, he is a loyalist. Um so for his weapon, because that's one of the weapons that they talk about there. Uh okay, yeah. His his weapon it's plus one strength, so he's now strength five, AP three, he's of course melee, of course, rending five up, duelist edge one. So he was at initiative five. He's going to be initiative six in that challenge then. Um, he's the ghost of Scythe. The first time Judicier Aster Crone loses his last wound or otherwise is removed as a casualty, roll a d6 on a four up, put him in reserve with a wound left. He comes back. Um, if he enters reserves on or after turn four, he may enter play automatically at the start of the controlling player's next turn. Um, one thing it doesn't say here. Uh, when he loses last wound rolls on, he's placed a single wound instead of being removed. Okay, if he does make that four up roll, you didn't actually defeat him, so you don't get a victory point if you made him no. a warlord or anything like that. You only get it when he actually is truly defeated, dead. Yep. Uh, and he has the virtue of judgment. The start of the battle, once both players have deployed their armies, including any units that have the infiltrate special rule, um, if the controlling player of him may select D3 enemy units. These units are considered marked for judgment. Um, Judicier Astrochrone's 
you um crone blood angel angels tears legion destroyers or legion mortalis destroyers that are blood angels special rule in this detachment that he is a part of gain the shred special rule when making attacks um, with a weapon with the flame type against units that are marked for judgment oh my god there's so much to that but it's it's not nearly as complicated as it sounds um special your units that shoot flames of of these types get shred on the flamers versus three d3 units in your opponent's army um wait so mortalis can regular destroyers take two pistols two flamers yep yeah, they okay. all have. Yeah. Okay, I knew the Mortalis have have uh, have all that. I wasn't sure if the normal destroyers. Um, maybe now I'll print some spare arms so I can get some of those guys. So if you are leaning heavy into the flames for Blood Angels, this guy does give you some options. He does actually give you shred on those. You're looking at a lot of hand flamers, so you're looking at not not great strengths and all like that. So getting shred means that your auto hits. Now, when you're looking at the wounds, you're actually going to really start getting some numbers in. Um, and it's really neat because air shred three. And if you overwatch them, it's going to hurt. It, it will start to hurt. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, him having rad grenades absolutely helps. So if you charge that unit, now you are getting wounded on fours with those flamers. So you're not going to want to charge his unit. Um, hmm. Where do I want to put this guy, though? Uh, for whatever reason, I'm not super sold on him. I agree. I, I think he's fine for what he does. I think he fits a very fun and fluff choice. I think if you're building a very special type of army, you, you want to build this sort of, um, you know... No, no, you know, no justice for the wicked sort of army where you know cleanse them and burning Prometheum kind of idea. I think he fits that well. Otherwise, but... <laughs> I don't really care. Like he, he's only a force multiplier in a very, very specific style of force. And if that, if you weren't taking those, so let's say you're taking a Blood Angels unit, and those weren't the things you were taking, you're probably taking a set of Angels Tears. Let's just assume you have them as an option. But the other units, maybe you're not. Um, I know they play well for Blood Angels, but maybe you weren't taking them because you just don't... Right now, GW hasn't given me the stuff to make them, so unless you're making them or running them otherwise, so maybe you're not running that stuff. Um, even for the Angel's Tears, you need to swap out, although they swap to one of their Volkite Sapentia to Heavy Flamers. So they would essentially be wounding on threes, most likely re-rolling, but you are adding some more points. I'm, I'm worried that we're not going to find a character that's so bad to go in the bottom row and we need to get multiple. I don't no, know if he's that bad, no, though. we'll get there. I we'll know some there. later okay, ones. At I'm, I'm starting at loving the fluff for this guy. I think his idea is good. I think he can help your army if your army's super specific. And he I, does need to be the warlord either. Yes, that does help. He doesn't have to do it. Or even if he does, it's not a warlord locked trait. So you could still get an extra trait with it. Um, he is not master of the legion. So you don't want him to be your warlord. Yeah. I just noticed that. Yeah. So you're taking someone else. So that means you are having to take him with someone else. Now you're kind of filling out your HQ, maybe a little bit more expensive than you wanted to, especially if you're looking at some units of Angel's Tears or Mortalis squads. They're going to run you a little bit more. 
Um, I'm probably about a C. I'd say C. Yeah, I'm putting him in C. I do like his fluff. I Actually, do like his he's idea. a little expensive, though. Yes. He's a lot expensive. He might be D. Because for the... So he's what? He is uh, more attack with an extra wound and shifting around to special rules. Yeah. he's He might be D. He's like C, D, something around there. I, I always like to rate someone a little bit better if they have like rat grenades because now that starts really playing up what your opponent wants to do or if you charge in. Um, this... Okay, this guy's just running. Um, if you can charge into a unit with that, now I'm lowering your toughness. Now some of these weapons that I didn't care as, wide, as much about before I'm getting through. Um, I'm okay mm -hmm. with the love your fluff for the moment at that C ranking. I'd I, say could, C, I'd say I could see him moving down and we might move him down later. At the end, we might have to shift some people around, but I'm, I feel a little better about him there for the moment. Um, I'll agree. You're right, though. He's very expensive. You're paying a lot. Excuse me. Ugh, he's probably too expensive. He's probably way too expensive. But when you're a legacy, it's probably better that you're too expensive than too cheap. If this mm. guy was like 30, 40 points less, he might just be like, yeah, you take him. Auto take him. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're on to Raldoron. Uh, I think that's Dan for Raldoron because you wanted Zephon, right? Yes, Steve? sir. Okay. So Dan gets the Raldoron. Oh, you know, I was looking at the Orphinium Court. Yeah, the Orphinium Court. That's not a character. So that's why I skipped that one. Got it. So we that got some Raldoron. doesn't fit the rules that I've made up. Yeah, no, it was just funny because I was like, wait a minute, you skipped because it looked yep. like a it looked like a name. No, All right, so uh chapter master Raldoron. And again, I'm not gonna say anything about his fluff because that just reasons. stop there. Just don't say anything yep. about it. There you go. But it is cool though. <laughs> Damn. Um weapon skill seven, very high actually, but this goes five, strength the top is four, three wounds, five initiative, four attacks, leadership ten to save. He does have the Incarmine Warblade, which I'm assuming is a specialized uh, Blood Angel Sword, uh, Bolt Pistol, Combi Flamer, Iron Halo. So there's your four up. And he's got a couple of things. So let's see what he's got. Why is this page so zoomed out for me? Anyway. You're bad at computers. Um, so if he's your Warlord, he, you get uh, ch -ch -ch -ch, no extra. Hold on. I was just skipping to the end. Ah! Okay, never mind. So Chapter Master Roland is selected as Army's Warlord. Then his Warlord trait may be selected from the core Warlord trait from any Legion-specific Warlord trait. Oh, that's why. That's why, why he doesn't uh, have it. Yeah, from any of the following Legions. So you can get it from White Scars, Imperial Fists, Space Wolves, Ultramarines, Iron Hands, Raven Guard, Salamanders. Um, I should point out that special rules with the appropriate variant Legion of Star Special Rule. This does not grant the Army's variant rules or effects but only allows them the benefit. So you can't be like, oh, man, I'm trying to think of like a freaking warlord trait off the top of my head though. Uh, like the white scar trait where you get skilled writer, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that would help be helpful. But let, let's say I'm making a warlord trait off the top of my head. Let's say all of a sudden it says, you know, I don't even know. Help me out. Dave, that's an example. I can't think of one. What, do you, what are you trying to get because an example of? Just the fact yeah, that of like when it doesn't work. It. Yeah, yeah, when it doesn't work. No, because some of the Warlord traits don't work. Like, you, you don't get, um, it doesn't grant them the variant rules or effects. 
So I was trying to think of a warlord trait where that uh, occurs. Them, any of the variant rules or effects, but only allows them to benefit from the effects of the selected warlord yeah. trait. And that's how I was trying to think of a warlord trait that does that, but just for an example, but I cannot think of I was going to try to make one up. Well, we can pause for a second and look. All right, so we took a look and we fixed uh, Dan's inability to read. So well, I think it was confusing. When you have an inability to read. So uh, <laughs> what the rule is saying is when you take a warlord trait from someone else, you count as if you were the legion in terms of the warlord traits wording. So the warlord traits is from the white scars and it says white scars units get blank. You call yourself a white scar in terms of that rule, but you don't actually get the white scar rules. That's what that is actually saying. So you can take a warlord trait and you get to apply the warlord trait as if it said, assume it says your own legion is essentially yeah. what they really should have said. Assume the warlord trait replaced the legion it says by blood angels. That's what it's saying. Makes sense. Yeah. Say it. All right. So, uh, and then really he only has one special rule, which is the Incarmine Blade. Uh, strength plus one, uh, murderer strike five up, AP two. It's a shred paragon blade. Uh, and Mastercrafted shred paragon blade. All right. I mean, I don't. His big thing is going to be stealing someone else's warlord trait. Yes. I am not big brained enough, and it is too late in the night for me to think of some ridiculous, stupid combos. <laughs> if you do, as a listener, have a stupid, ridiculous combo, yes. put in those. I did actually look back at our old coverage where we would have talked about this guy. I didn't see anything there when people talked about it. I'm thinking, I'm I looking at I don't know how like, to rate this guy, though, is the problem because I don't know. I don't know what's like, he could be F. He could be S. I don't know what warlord trait to give him. Um, I was looking at white scars because I was thinking other fast armies. Oh my god, he's still the Imperial Fist one. The really only one like. that applies to him would be Heroes Never Die, because obviously he's a loyalist, so he can't take the other one. Yeah. And Born in the Saddle doesn't do any good anyway. Um that one does. You could take really the Imperial Fist that one that we much. really like. <laughs> but, Actually, you the Imperial but you don't Fist? get the but you don't get the unit. No, 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 but the one that says um uh reduce the so it's the one we just did up. Oh, yeah I you have to stop painting yeah. for a second and actually you know no no, no i'm scrolling i'm scrolling yeah i just I'm, i forgot who has it is it garris garris the garris one which was the uh don't maybe read the whole thing but it get rage too uh, right? i don't if know losing. if you can take that one though it's imperial fist it's loyalist is that an imperial fist warlord trait or is that his special warlord trait uh, see it's not a, it's not imperial fist warlord trait that is his warlord trait that's he annoying. just happens to be imperial fist he just happens to be imperial. Oh, okay to me I, that's I, how I, would I interpret that i wouldn't I know, say that's you, you could you could that makes that sense <sighs> yeah if it's on I a don't. special character to me that's not an army warlord trait okay i don't know how about this for a warlord trait you can steal imperial fists right okay i'm listening so, out of Siege of Chthonia, we got this new one called Bound by Glory. Okay. Before deployment, but after lists are determined, you get to pick a variant of Legion Astartes X. And as long as you are locked in combat with an enemy unit with that variation of Legion Astartes, you are fearless. But you can't sweep. Mm, I don't like Blood Angels being fearless because when they come down, they kind of want the shroud. 
Oh, well, yeah, they would like to sweep. Well, yeah. no, it's only when they're locked in combat. The Shroud wouldn't matter when they're locked in combat. Yeah. So it was oh, locked in combat. Got it, got it. Combat. Yeah. Which Fearless there probably helps. Maybe you don't sweep, but if you can beat them enough, that's probably fine. Um, And it was that all, was that all of your units, or was Got there me. restrictions on that? Yeah. I missed that there was restrictions. Sorry, the Warlord and his unit. The Warlord Warlord's unit. And, okay, and I'm fine unit. with that, because if I really want to sweep you, I'll just put someone else in there. Now at least my Warlord's not going to get rushed off the board. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones that might be good. You're right, though. This guy, it really depends on what you take yeah, for like, him. I don't want to... I feel bad. I don't want to rate him, though, because literally I... I don't know enough. And I feel bad for saying that, but it's like, I don't know of a power combo I can give him. Well, the fact that we don't have an obvious thing in mind is probably. You know, I'm going to say, and I hate, I'm going to say B. I'll do more research Uh, on him. How of Mordecai. Uh, once per battle controlling player with the Borla trait may declare the use of this trait at the start of their turn. For the duration of that player turn, all friendly models. That in this case would be Blood Angels. Gain a bonus of plus one strength if the unit they're part of has successfully charged an enemy unit. But they're already plus one to wound when they charge. I guess that could be like, yeah, they're already. Pl- uh, no, that's good because then they go from wounding on threes to wounding on twos to normal Marines. Yes. So maybe Space Wolf Howl of uh, Morkai okay, might be okay. actually a really good one for him because that plays into in that one turn of what you already do well. I was trying to look at legions that I thought would do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... That one I'm not as bad. I'm going to say B. I'm going to say B, and only for the sheer fact that I don't know where to put them. I'll research a little bit later, later on this week, and then I'll see. I'll say B. I'll I'll say B. Uh, I'm happy with that. What do you think, Steve? This is hard. <laughs> you weapon school seven's a nice park. Well, he is he is good. Yeah, I was gonna say he is a good fighter. <laughs> Just coming in there with that timid answer. <laughs> like, um, it's not are, a shit model. B. Just You're happy with B? I'm happy with B. Why not bring him for an event? Bring him have some fun. Yeah. Uh I'm fine yep. with that because I do think you can have some fun. Like I said, uh, that that warlord trade I think is pretty good. I don't have other ones in mind that I truly like for him. There's some other ones that aren't bad. Uh, I'll check one the, the Raven Guard ones later, just to see. Uh, one of the Iron Hands ones it would be actually potentially pretty good for him as well. Uh, which Warlord trait is it? I don't remember the names of their Warlord traits. Um, from Hell's Heart, what does Hell's Heart do? Um... Oh, fear gives him fear one, and should you oh. go down? To z- should you go down to zero wounds? Uh fear one is great because you know they always want to be deep striking. So now you're deep striking. Everyone's taking a pinning check at minus one. Uh, the other bad. one is uh, silver iron will is never bad. You cannot have your characteristics lowered, um, eh. unless it's by wounds. That eh. includes fear, radphage, all of that. I like the fear one. I you, do like the fear yeah. one because the fear one means that when you deep strike your dudes down and people take a pinning check, they're now minus one leadership. Yep. Um, and then it does okay. do, and should the warlord be reduced to zero wounds and control impairment, may choose to inflict D6 automatic hits upon the unit 
whose attacks cause the final wound. Uh, normal allocation. Um, yeah, you get to hit people when you go down. And then your extra down, yeah. reaction is the assault phase, which is pretty good for them as well. So um, that's not a bad option either. I don't think I don't think you're going to find something that breaks it for him in any way. But you're going to find some good options that will let you do something a little bit different that you normally get to. So yeah, he's fun for an event. Bring him. Mimic whatever yeah. your opponent's doing. Eh, steal his Warlord trait. Yeah. Oh, you're playing that Legion? Your Warlord trait's my Warlord trait now. And you run from him. You go have fun. Uh, Steve gets to talk about Zephon. Zephon. Oh, yeah, the plastic option. For the gentleman who wants to support the local game store. <laughs> so, Dominion Zephon, 185 points, gets you a Praetor stat line. But you get some rag grenades and shit, right? Yeah, yeah he has rag grenades. grenades. Yeah, rag grenades and shit. Um, so he has uh fancy power sword, Arfficer armor, jump pack, iron halo, frag crack, rag grenades, melted bombs, lament and grief, which are his Volkite pistols. For special rules, he is a blood angel in my character, blah 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 blah. Furious charge, bitter duty, stubborn and paragon of restoration. And he has this fancy warlord trait all of his own called Exarch of the High Host. So, that warlord trait. If he's your warlord, I'm going to get a bonus assault phase reaction. And if he's your warlord, you can take a destroyer squad as your retinue. Yep. He doesn't use up a slot. It must be with Zephon. And they all gain chosen warriors. Mm -hmm. If you do this, you'll get to pick another unit to be your retinue. They do not get a flag. No, kind of so fun. you get to sneak in a destroyer squad with chosen warriors. They could take power up in, so maybe it's interesting. On um, one and five, I think. I don't think it's the whole squad. I'm pretty sure it's one and five. It's been a minute. Um, it's an option. It's kind of a non warlord trait, if you ask me. But it's there. Um, let's see, we have Paragon Restoration. So he has Field of Pain 5 up, which is nice. And the first time he dies, on a 4 up, he doesn't. He has one wound left. Which is nice. Half the time. Um, he has a Fancy Power Sword, Spiritum Sanguis, Strength plus 1, AP 2, Melee 2, Handed, Reaping Blow 1, Master Crafted. It's a Paragon Blade, except it takes two hands. Instead of being special. So same deal there. Reaping Blow 1 is more swings. Master Crafted is good. You lose the instant death possibility. It's a side grade. I'm with it. Then we have Lament and Grief, which are <laughs> hilarious. They are Vol Volkite Serpentas, so there's range 10, strength 5, AP 5, pistol 3, deflagrate, and blind. So he's throwing out 6 dice all by himself. And they're blinding, just in case. Blind is nice. Yeah. 185 points. Mm. Eh. Mm. <laughs> He's Master of the Legion. Which is nice. At least means you don't have to take an extra. Yeah, but I don't really want him as my warlord because he has such a non-trait. Yeah. Destroyers are one in five for power weapons. Okay. Yeah, it's such it's such a non-trait. Especially when he has his own rag grenades. Put him in a normal command squad. They will love those rag grenades. They have chosen warriors, and they're up in skill five. 
and they have two wounds each. Yeah. And they have a two up save. Put them in a command squad. Or just don't and have them join some other squad. Be like, hey man, you want some rad grenades? They'll be like, oh man, I would love some rad grenades. Why did that cool. sound like the meme of like the old person? Hey kids. <laughs> I don't know if you know that meme, Steve. I'm I I I could hear I it. Steve I can't Buscemi. It's Steve oh, Buscemi, it's, yes. Yeah. yeah. Hello, fellow hello, fellow Hello, fellow children. Yeah, teenagers. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's good about memes from roughly 10 to 15 years ago. I could do memes now, too. I teach middle school. I think you could run Zephon and not need to be like, hey, man, just to let you know, I got Zephon on my list. I don't think it's one of those deals. I think he's like... I, I think he... Okay. Are, are you even Total. running him? I don't, okay, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be slightly mean. I think he's our first F. F is a little harsh. There are Fs coming up. Okay, but like, okay, let's harsh. be honest. What he's the, like a what did C. He do? He's uh, a C. I give a D. I give a D. He's a Praetor with rat grenades, you know? Get him some slack. Warhawk jump packs are like, what, 20 points? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm just not impressed with this dude at all. His charge isn't too bad. He's definitely not better than C. Because... He has some stuff, but you're paying quite a bit for it, and I don't know if you get quite enough out of it. And well, sometimes he don't. gets one wound back when he dies. Yeah. Uh, him, him having feel no pain isn't bad overall either, um, although there's nothing that's going to stop him from just getting doubled out and losing all of his wounds at once when someone hits you with a power fist to the face. Uh, on a four-up, he remains a single wound. Is it once per battle? The first time. I understand why they don't want it, but instead give me like a five up and just let me do it every time. Let me just roll into that because that would just be funny. Like you're probably going to barely ever get it, but maybe that one game you just don't die. Um, I I would put him to C. I don't really yeah. like what this guy does. Same. Uh, the rag grenades, I think, do help. But there's nothing else that's like super, super exciting compared to like a Praetor. Six you know. almost paragon blade attacks for charge. Yay. Who cares? It's yeah. It's the problem is you're missing the spot that we were that you really like about paragon blades, and that's the fact that they can cause instant death. Yes. Maybe it only well, happens I, on six. I like the AP two add initiative. That's what draws. Well, me yes, in that, that too as well. Yes. I absolutely do love that as well. But it, it's like you're missing a little bit. I don't know if you're getting that much more. I guess the reaping blow. I don't know. Also, I'm seeing us put a lot of people in that middle. So, like, I'm looking at it as if, if no, I don't I like him enough for it. Exactly. No, I was going to say, I, I see him for C. It's not It's not because we need someone below the middle. It's I just generally look at this dude and I'm like, okay. He, he could be better. He could do more. And it feels like he doesn't quite do enough. Do it. He doesn't do shit, yeah. I mean, he does some stuff. He absolutely will. But no, because he, he has a Praetor stat line with an AP2 at initiative weapon. He's absolutely going to do something. But everyone can do something if you pick the right target. You know, you just got to make sure you pick the right target. All right, that's okay. Um, That finishes Blood Angels. We 
So how many do we actually do new? We have three, six, seven? seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty. We're fifteen. We did seven. So do we want to go through what the two for Iron Hands? We can do the two. For, yeah, I was gonna say we could finish out. Yeah, with let's Iron at Hands. least get through the first half of the legions. <laughs> well, we're not actually technically done the first half until we finish all the loyalists. You know what I mean? Half yes. the loyalists. Yeah. Well, actually, after so after these two guys, we'd be able to finish the loyalists and another one because then there's only I think about seven other loyalists. Oh, nice. When I counted it up, I think it's like three, three, and one. But all right. Uh, if we take long enough, I'll have a couple extras in the new campaign book. That's true. Uh, it might because we are doing this, but once we're through with the loyalists, we might talk about some other stuff and then come back to this. We used to record uh, things more often. Just life's been busy, but I try to record other things. But for these okay. of, these official episodes, we just don't get to them quite as often. Last week was just a fluke. Um, Steve was playing too much Warcry. It held <laughs> it held him up too long. And Dan and I, we said no. Um, well, you don't want to start recording at eleven at night when you have work the next morning. Crazy. I don't work. I don't work Thursday mornings. I can record whenever. Don't bother me. No, <laughs> I don't. I won't go to bed till probably two in the morning. Either way, when we're done this, my wife and I are probably going to sit and play Crocodile. I so, work Thursday morning. Yeah, my, my my night hasn't even begun yet. What you talking about? Uh, okay, you just did the last one. So, Dan, which of these two do you want? Onsek Moore or Shadrach? Ooh, Shadrach sounds cooler. I don't even know who the, these guys are, but I'll take Shadrach. Okay. Take that back. I'll <laughs> talk more is cooler. I, I don't know. I'll take Shadrach. I made my okay. I made my decision. I'll take Shadrach. All right. He's made his call. He's going to live with it. So we're going to talk about Iron Father. Iron Father. More. Father. Uh, he's 225 points for this guy. Um, I said so. You can already tell some about him because he's an Iron Father. Uh, he's move six, weapon skill six, plus skill five. He's strength, toughness, wounds, and attacks all fours. He's going initiative five, two up save, uh, leadership 10. So he has that Praetor type stat line sitting right there for him. Um, he is heavy. He's got a Volkite Charger. He's got a Cyber Familiar. And he's got some other special uh, war gears that we'll get to when we get there. He's relentless. He is also fearless. Bulky too makes sense. He is master of the legion. He's a battlesmith three up because he does have battlesmith type things. He has a warlord trait and he's loyalist, of course. His warlord trait is tyrant's wrath. Any unit made up of models with the legion started, so iron hand special rule. Um that a warlord with this trait has joined. So essentially, his it's a long-winded way to say him and his unit <laughs> may add one to the amount of wounds caused when calculating who has won close combat. I don't care about that at all. At the end of the combat, after pylon or consolidation moves are made, a unit that has added this bonus suffers a single wound with no armor save or damage mitigation allowed. In addition, you get an extra reaction in the shooting phase. So essentially, you get an extra reaction in the shooting phase, and if you had tied, you may add one to win the combat. Because that plus one is a choice. The other nice part is it doesn't say that it's not allowed to stack. Several of these have said they don't stack, so this one is allowed to stack. So if you have a flag and you were getting that plus one, that caused the tie, you may take this to the extra plus one to win the combat. But it's only his unit. I don't care. 
the extra shooting attack reaction is great for them because iron hands the fact that essentially when you're shooting at them they're minus one they count that strength with that minus one that is really huge so you being able to shoot back at people is really really good uh his armis uh panopticus it is a two up four up he also gets feel no pain five up doesn't stack with any other feel no pain so it puts him at five up uh, additionally incorporates a manipulator array which he made two additional attacks in the assault phase that are at strength six ap2 they're unwieldy so going last shred armor bane uh in melee precision strikes three up like i said he's an Ooh. iron father so he has uh, essentially uh, his backpack sort of kit um, he also has a power weapon the argonicos it's plus two strength so strength six, AP two, melee two-handed with reaping blow two. Um, Cyber familiar gives you plus one to your invul, right? So he's a three yes. invul. Okay, three invul. Yep, that's what I thought. It's been a little bit since I played Iron Hands. The guy I used to play with Iron Hands moved to the West Coast, so yeah. been a little bit since I looked at some stuff. So he's Bowsmith three up, so he can fix your vehicles, do all those sorts of fun Bowsmith things. He's got a three up invul save. Um, he's going to be super survivable because of that three up invul save. Unless of course someone hits you with the power fist and you happen to roll that one or two, then you're going down real, real fast. Um, I don't care about his warlord trade at all. Yes. It's a nice to have if it were to occur, but in general, it's not going to occur. So who cares? Um, and he doesn't really have that much else for 225 points. But he, okay, so he's also a legendary pick, so that probably might be explaining why he's so like underwowed. Like he's not wowing me at all. No, I mean, uh, you know, okay, for those points, like yeah, he's got a decent weapon, but I could get you a Praetor with a very decent weapon. Um, his I give the Forge Father. Wait, I give the Forge Father with almost the same exact loadout for like 50, 60 points cheaper. Yeah, like what's what's he doing so crazy above that forge father? I'm trying to think. Like, I, I can build a forge father. I'm looking at the with a cyber familiar. His weapon is basically what a souped up power axe. Um, strength plus two, so two handed reaping blow. Yeah, but he gets it's a, a specialized weapon. Who cares? Oh, okay, okay. So I can't really do. Well, I'm a paragon blade, and now I have killing blood. Uh, killing. Oh my god, I can't speak. Right. But I can give my old world going killing blow there. No, no, put up Jesus Christ. Um, this this might give be my the praetor forty k, but ain't that far in the past. Yeah, I know. I can give my praetor a three plus though if I wanted to, because he can take a cyber familiar. I can give him a better gun. I can give like, him a Machinator Array, which is pretty much the same fucking thing as the other thing he's got. Well, this is Precision Strike. So just oh, no, it's okay. Cool. So it does have Precision Strike. Woo. Uh, I mean, picking out banners helps a lot, though. Yeah, but okay. I guess if he's not in the challenge, you can pick out the banner. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not wowed by this guy. I'm sorry. I feel bad about this with the higher Hands players. Actually, I don't, because Iron Hand players have a lot of good stuff. Like yes, Morgans. they do. I don't feel bad for and, uh And that other stupid thing. Yeah, no. So the Iron Father would be 65 points on top of, you could put it on your Praetor. Um, you get Bowsmith 3 up. You get the 5 of Feel No Pain. You get the Machinator Array and the Cyber Familiar. So you essentially oh, you get, the get Cyber all Familiar. of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a 3 up invul, 
and he has at initiative strength 6 AP2 plus 2 attacks with 3 ping blow. Why don't you love this guy, Dan? It's like everything it's just, you've ever I, asked I can build a cheaper Praetor. And his Warlord trait doesn't work. He doesn't have anything special. Like all the other guys, at least like Ralderon had something special, for Christ's sake. What does he do that a Praetor doesn't do? So I'm, Machinator, uh, Ray, at, Precision I'm Strike, up. and Reaping Blow to Paragon Blade. That did Ooh. pop up there. If Melee Prowess is the best thing he can come up with as an Iron Hand, and nothing like special, then yeah, he ain't my favorite. I'm trying to pull up Battle Scribe um, and seeing when it loads, because I want to price out the Praetor for this. Well, how much is a Praetor normally? That's what I want to price that? out. I don't oh, know. okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we don't I'm trying to remember all the little little costs of things, and I don't want to be wrong about this because part mm. of our argument is this so guy will not be is, that good because up, yeah. he literally gets nothing extra. Let me open up. Where the hell's Battle Scribe is updating? Ah, uh, that's fine. Well, I was gonna try to open here. up the damn units, but I can't find the damn units. Is it armory? Why can't I find? Am I going crazy? You probably are. Oh, I guess Praetor would be under the non-Legion shit. Yeah, that's not Legion. Yeah, Praetors aren't <sighs> Legion. God damn it. All right, army list, Legion Astartes. Wait, where the hell would it be then? Uh, Legion Astartes. Oh, Legion Astartes army list. There we go. Nope, that's not... Oh, HQ. There we are. Praetor. I have it right here. Praetors. So, Praetors are 120. And he's what, 65? It's extra 65 to So do now the he's extra at 185. So Let's give him a this. Paragon Blade. Let's give him a Paragon Blade because we want to get like a similar stat line. Paragon Blade is how much? Yeah, we'll make him an Iron Father. So 65. he's at 185. Paragon Blades are what, 30? 30. So he's at 210 ish. Cyber Familiar is another like 10 to 15. No, no, Cyber, Cyber Familiar comes, is automatic when you take an it Iron comes Father. With it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you get the you get the max. So how much are we right there? Familiar war gear. How much are we right there? Um are are those things thirty? I'm just not seeing it as an option. If it is uh I want to say it was thirty. Am I right about that? No, those are the ranged weapons. Why am I not seeing uh Oh no, it's not a chainsword. This is chain sword. Why am I not seeing Par Oh, there's Paragon Blade. Yeah, 30. So you put a Paragon Blade on the guy. I don't know. Half the time I put try to put one, it puts two Paragon Blades. Um, you are looking at 215. This guy's 225. So what are you getting for 10 points? What are you getting for 10 points? You're getting a warlord trait that really I don't want. Because I'd rather take the iron. Yeah, I'd rather take the Iron Hands one. All right. Yes, That's the iron, iron Hands actually have some good warlord traits. I want yeah. the warlord trait. So you get you get a warlord trait that you don't want. That's step one, right? Yeah. Y you get a you get a little bit of precision strikes with an unwieldy the weapon. Array, or the manipulator array. Sorry, not even a machinator array. No. Um. That's it. I'd rather have two strength six AP twos and one strength eight AP two though. No, no, the Machinator is two. No, a normal Iron Father gets a server alarm. Oh. Uh, no, you get a Machinator. No, you actually. get a Machinator, Ray. You get a Machinator. Are you sure about yes. that? It's not a yeah. server alarm? 
I, I'll I'll pull it back up and stare at it again. I'll look at it. Iron it? Father. So yeah. when we pull up an Iron Father, let me zoom in so I can see this because my eyes have gotten old. Um, Iron Father, a Legion Praetor, Legion Cataphracty Praetor. So you could actually put on Cataphracty one or Legion Tartarus uh, Praetor with an Iron Father upgrade gains the Battlesmith three up and feel no pain five of special rule and the Machinator Ray and Cyber Familiar War Gear. Wait, this guy doesn't even have five up feel no pain. Yeah, he does. You he does. He, he does. does. He has five of feeling the pain. It's in the armor. Yeah, if you look at his armor. Oh, it's in the armor. God, ah. yeah, he does get the feeling of pain. Um, I'd rather take. I'd rather probably take a normal Iron Father, so I can get one of those better. Uh, Warlord traits. That's so stupid. And save a little yeah. bit. It's stupid because the Machinator Array is not what the model has. The model has a servo arm. Yeah. But no, you actually you do get a machinator, right? So this guy's losing out on a flavor and melta. Yes. He's also losing out on Dude, a you do know you moved your camera, right? Oh yeah, no, I bumped it. Okay, um, that's fine. He, he's losing out on a he's losing out on a he's losing out on the flamer melt. Yeah. He's losing out on the warlord traits that Iron Hands get. He's losing out on That's about it. So you're yeah, taking dance, for 10 dance. points don't more, you're taking your a over. worse Warlord trait, and you're taking not a Flamer Melta. I caught it. I appreciated it, Steve. Wait, what happened? Even if Dan what? It's too late. You missed it. Whenever you're oh. You'll have to listen back and uh, find it for yourself. Oh, he doesn't listen what did you say? Now I, I, I missed this completely. He did. I, I'm, trying to, I, I, I'm trying to see a good, you, a good you get, here. You get two swings um, at I1 that are Precision Strike on a three. That's all you actually get. But I'd rather have the Melta gun. I'd rather have the melted gun in the flavor. I'd, I'd I'd rather shoot your vehicle. Oh, I don't have anything to fix. I'm gonna pop your vehicle and then go eat the tasty morsels inside. So now I, um, I'm gonna say F. You don't get anything. That's the you thing. You don't like, get anything. You it's get more. something cool with a special character. And I, it's more. I, I want to stress that it's more. Yeah. Like I said, the, the Warlord trait, you have better options. Yes, it will come in handy every now and then. But honestly, in the amount of times i played this game, I can't think of a lot of times I tied. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But in general, you don't get a whole lot of ties. At least I don't. Do either of you think tying in combat occurs very much? The only time tying in combat helps me is when I'm playing Demons and it reduces the amount of demons that die. Yeah, but, uh, but do you find you tie time. often in combat? Because this no, one, no, I don't. Yeah, no, yeah. I whiff and my opponent whiffs, and we both have standards, and so we just stand there and stand. No, yeah, it's, it's I, it happens. Or I guess it can get you to the tie. Like it is something, but I I kind of like some of the other traits more. Um. Because it's also Look, it only gives his you unit. the two reactions in the assault phase, though. Um, I've taken it just for the assault phase reaction. Yeah. Well, this guy gives you shooting phase. He doesn't give you assault phase. Bloody hand. Oh yeah. Um. Yes. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um. I'm fine with putting him at the bottom. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to see like a benefit He is worse here. than the generic that puts him into D tier. Yes. Yeah. He needs one cool thing he does or his warlord trait needs to do something a little bit extra cool. Jazz doesn't quite do enough. All right. Go to Shadrach. Um, okay. 
Also, what I will say is these guys didn't need any help, so their characters can be garbage. Exactly. Like I'm not I'm not upset at this because, you know. But maybe who knows? Shadrach, 130. Oh, cheap. Holy crap. Yeah. Not really. 135? That's that's, that's cheap not, from one of the ones we th- we've seen so far. That's typical. Yeah, he's, he, it's a, a few more points than a Praetor. Praetors are 120 base. Oh, okay. Notice he's he's Artificer, not Terminator. Uh, true, true, true. So, uh, weapon skill 6, BS 5, 443 for the strength, toughness, and wounds. Initiative 5, 4, attacks, leadership 10, 2 up save. He has an Iron Halo, so he's a 2 up 4 up. He has some bespoke stuff. He does have an RT, architect pistol, though. That nice 3 yeah. up rend, which is nice. Um, He's got Le- Master Legion. He's got his own Warlord trait. That's about it. He's kind of simple. So let's see his Warlord trait. Um, you get uh, an additional assault phase reaction. Okay. Um, any unit he joined gets fe- uh, Iron Hands, obviously. Gets Furious Charge 1. Note that if the unit already has a version of Furious Charge Buster Rule, that then does, does not stack. And you could choose either one. So that give you a furious charge too. So he, he he grants furious charge one, which is extra strength is nice. Yeah. You're, you're gonna put him with the gorgons, which already have thunder. Anyway, uh, I'll be empowered gladius. So we're, we're looking at a strength plus one, strength five, AP three, melee breaching five, but master crafted. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's a sword. But it's breaching so, instead of rending. So I. This is not. Why would you take him over a Praetor? Because um, he's got a cool name. G. I'm just going to take a Praetor and call him Shadrach and make a Isn't better he character. Getting, he's, it, it's okay. It's okay. He's in the new book. He's in the new book. This is okay, so just go ahead. Okay, hold on. Maybe maybe I'm going crazy. What is okay. to stop me from just taking a Praetor at 125 points, give him a Paragon Blade, and have a better Warlord trait? Um, he will be more expensive that way. Okay. He'll be like 150. Oh no! Of 135. I'm 20 points. Uh, yeah, because his weapon's only AP3. Yeah. I don't want my two-up save people to have AP3 weapons. My two-up save people need to be able to hurt two-up saves. Yes, I know it's breaching on the five, but I, I, I want more consistency than that. So I asked the question again. Why would I not just take a Praetor? Um, because he's getting new rules in the new book. Yeah. Is he actually yeah. getting new rules? We know that? I'm pretty sure they announced in the article, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Shattered Legion, Jack Manusin, yay. That makes sense. I mean, that's essentially he is part what of the he Shattered- showed up okay. for, and Shattered Legion exactly. was his thing. So, um, w- let's judge off of what we see here and hope he gets a change that makes him more fun. He doesn't, nec- he doesn't even... I don't even know if he plays into his fluff necessarily so much. I guess the furious charge him and his unit is so angry. I don't know. He Iron hands play into, are angry. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't play into what you would expect him to be that much. So, 
yeah, I think I'd rather just take one of their normal HQs or take an Iron Father or just take a normal HQ with a Cyber Familiar. If you came with a Cyber Familiar, maybe now, because that's sort of like their special thing. But... Oh, uh, yeah. Shattered Knudsen will have rules in the new book. Okay, good, because his All rules now are not rules. good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put him in F for now with a star saying, I will hopefully try to revisit this dude when the new book drops. Yeah, <laughs> given the unit fear one instead with their basic one or their silver iron, you can't reduce my stats. Those are some fun plays. This one, not so much. They'll put him down there, and maybe his new form could be a lot better. So this is out of the legacies. When the new book drops, if he's a lot better, all the more. You know, that would be great. We'd love to see this guy actually be good. Um, I'd love to see their other stuff toned down and their characters get better. Because, um, yeah, running something like crazy, like Company of Bitter Iron and stuff like that, where it gets so strong. Maybe you run him because his name is Medusin and you're running with Medusin Immortals because you just you like the theme it that way because you're the type of person who feng shui's their house. So, all right. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> what a way to end the video. Goddamn. That's all right. Um, yeah, I would say we'd do like one more dude to, to pop it up, but no, that's okay. It's very late. Who would be the next one? It's the uh, the Ultramarines right? have Remus Ventas. Oh, okay. I'll do him next. All right. He's cool. All right. So then we'll start strong. We ended low. Yeah, he's cool. But we'll start strong. We'll try to get to that. Um, all right. But that that ties out about the amount of people. And like I said, we've been trying to keep these maybe a little bit shorter so we can hopefully get you other content during the week because that means it's shorter for me to edit this and I can get to other things like that battle report that I'm editing. Um. <laughs> So as we said at the top, uh, you should see a battle report from us. There's another Conquest video that I'm, I have yet to start on. I might actually try to make it while I'm sitting at work tomorrow if no students show up. Uh, they may. It's early in the semester. Usually they don't. So I might sit down and actually try to make that there. Um, if not, I'll put it all together. I'll make it once I get home. So you should be seeing that. You should be seeing this. Um, Dan and I are going to start playing some Old World. I don't know if we'll be taping anything soon. Um, Brian, uh, with the Army... The ogres we have, I'm assuming, unpainted. Are they in a way that we can make it work? Or is it like a weird They're completely massive? unpainted. And they're not even Warhammer. They're Mantic. Okay. I sold, I, I would have given you my ogre army, but I sold that to fund. Well, no, no. I bought the ogre army like years ago. No, no. My ogre army. Remember the massive one I had? Oh, yeah, yeah. When you have the... Oh, yeah. You got ogres again. The COVID army, I like to call yeah. it. Because um, I have some orc stuff, but I don't have enough that would be able to make a list currently. But that's all right. I mean, we can still play. We just might not tape it. But we'll yeah. be taping some old world. Once I build more skeletons during this, I was able to build about four skeletons. I don't get to hobby nearly as much because I have to control everything. But I put like four guys together. And there's one. He's a skeleton. There's a little skeletal man. God, they're so chunky. They are very chunky it. skeletons. Like um, I appreciate the chunk. They are. They yeah, are, no, they I love it. Thick. It's so, yeah. I, like I told him, if you compare this to the Ozark Bone Reaper models I'm putting together, they are like thin and wispy and like super everything like that. No, these guys, the these men were all power lifters in life or something because they oh, they, they drank are, their milk. They had their Ovaltine. Yes, I don't know how much milk they had in Kemri, but apparently all of it. Uh yeah, they are they are hefty hefty lads, but I'm working on them. It's going to take a while for anyone who hasn't, and I'll, I'll do this when I do a review as well. If you haven't seen the old GW sprues, 
This is an old GW sprue. Hey, so what oh you'll God, notice is, is I could actually put my hands through this sprue in multiple places. So now, if this is a new GW sprue, it would be about a quarter of the size. This sprue is four skeletons. The box has 18 of these sprues because you can make like <laughs> 78 skeletons or oh, like 76 skeletons. If this was a current GW sprue, it would legitimately... So compare the old to the one for the dragon... And look at how much space there isn't. It's you would be able to fit like ten skeletons now with the probably thing. more. If if I got They're my, my OCR Bone Reaper over there, it the sprue is about you know a bit longer, but it's legitimately ten. So this big old box is gonna have tons of these pieces. The other thing, if someone is newer to GW things that you might not know, the amount of mold lines you have is nothing Ooh. short of maddening. There's mold lines on everything. The inner and outer legs are all mold lines. And you Even do have the mold lines have mold lines. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about a skeleton, because skeletons are probably going to do very light colors, which means the mold lines are even more visible. They're going to be very visible. Yep. Just going to spray and wash and move on. I'm, and the wash I'm, I'm, will I'm, catch every last mold line. Yes. The I'm, dry brush will catch every last mold line. Yeah. Now, don't go too crazy because. These guys are like five points a model. So clean them up, but I'm not worried about cleaning perfect. I'm going for the big hauls. And if there's little bits left, who cares? Uh, I'm probably just going to do some contrast paints on them and then kind of shine it up from there. But I'm going to start with that at the first level. All I haven't decided is, do I want my skeletons to be more of a white color or more of a yellowy bone type color? Like Honestly, it depends on the base. Blue. It depends on the base you're going to do. Right? Yeah, so, it depends on the environment that it was. Exactly. And then the base. So if you do the, a desert base, don't no, do the bases like... that I'm doing are from the one page rules, their STL files for their bases. It is essentially, you know, fallen Egyptian runes. So but how, what color are you doing is what I'm saying. Oh, I haven't decided that yet. Because if you do like a bleached white, then don't do the skeletons, but you want to, you want to contrast it, right? Well, Makes yeah, sense? of course. Yeah. Um, I just haven't decided how the exact tone of that. They're going to be somewhat similar tones, but I'm going to make sure one is more yellowed, one is more bleached white. But So once I get more of that stuff done, we'll be doing some old world battle reports as well. Um, should hopefully be getting the maximum conquest stuff as well for battle reports, because I am... Uh, I know there's a local who wants to do that as well, because I want to do that for some of the units that aren't currently out, so that way I can test them out and be able to talk to them as well. So... Those are the sorts of things you should be seeing. As always, we'd like to say we do thank you for any watches, listens, or in any way that you enjoy our content. We do put a decent amount of stuff out that is only put out on YouTube. So if you do happen to listen to this on any podcatcher, take a look at the YouTube as well. You see some stuff there. Um, if you're looking for Conquest, we have a code below so you can save some money, especially if you look at those brand new Sorcerer Kings that are coming out, which look really, really good. Love and the look of all those guys. Um, we have a Patreon in case you do enjoy the variety of content that we put out. Um... Like I said, I'm probably going to start putting some stuff in there as well. Not as like a permanent lock, but maybe as timed lock, just to be able to reward the people who do help us there. Because I do want to give them more or, or something to show that appreciation. Because content-wise, it can be a little bit hit and miss how fast we can get to things they may want. This might be able to help out with that as well. Um, For things to expect from us, we will hopefully be continuing this next week. They like said, you'll see some more Conquest stuff coming out. You'll hopefully see some Orwell stuff. You'll see an Imperial Battle <laughs> Report. And then you should see some, at least another video from me going through my Imperial armies and talking a little bit about weapon choices, armor, and stuff like that as we build out to more of that. 
All right, I think that belabors enough because it's already late enough. So on behalf of everyone here at the show, then, has a good hobbying and some great gaming.